control, uh, manners. So it's, as I said, it's a must book for every human being. And especially in our time, it's very important that our families, our children, parents, children, brothers, sisters, they all learn this. So they really learn how to live together. The hadith that we are at is hadith number 12. Abu Murrah rahimahullah reads, Anna Abu Hurairah kana yastakhlifuhu Marwan. That Marwan used to assign Abu Hurairah radiyallahu anhu as his deputy. Whenever Marwan would leave Medina Munawwara, he was the governor of Medina. So when he, were, he would leave Medina, he would assign Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu as a deputy in Medina Munawwara. Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu had his land in a place called Dhil Hulayfa. And those who visited Mecca and Medina, they know Dhil Hulayfa is the miqat of the people of Medina. When they leave Medina, they are going to Mecca. This is where they put the haram on. So Abu Hurairah had his land and his house over there. And in his land, he built two homes next to each other. One for himself, one for his mother. فَكَانَتْ أُمُّهُ فِي بَيْتٍ وَهُوَ فِي آخر. His mother used to live in one house, he used to live in the next door house. فَإِذَا أَرَادَ أَنْ يَخْرُجَ وَقَفَ عَلَى بَابِهَا Whenever Abu Hurairah wanted to leave Medina Munawwara, he used to go by the door of his mother's house. Or whenever he's leaving Zul Khalifa going to Medina. So he would go to his mother's house and from outside, without knocking the door, without going in, so that he doesn't disturb his mother every time he's in and out. From the door he used to call his mother and say, Assalamu alayki ya ummatah wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ummam. Salam, peace, mercy, blessing be on you. So he used to say salam to his mother. So from inside the house she used to call him back, وَعَلَيْكَ salam, يَا بُنَيَّ وَرَحْمَةُ wa So she would respond to his salam. But you see one word that has been added in both of their salams. He's calling her, يَا أُمَّتَا Oh my mother. And she would call him, يَا بُنَيَّ Oh my son. Beautiful words. These words need to be used in our life. Many times our children never hear the word son from us. My son. They look for those words. They need these words. Those who don't have their parents, they miss these words. Someone calling them my son. So, he used to call her with love, respect, O oh, ma'am. And then he would call her and say the salam to her, O oh, my son. And she would respond to the salam. And then he used to say, Rahimakillahu kama rabbaytini sagira. May Allah have mercy on you, just as you raised me when I was a child. And this is of course the dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught us in Quran. وَقُرْ رَبِّ this is a dua that every child who has his parents alive must make this dua all the time. It should be with every salah minimum. 
that we make this dua for our parents during salah, at the end of the salah, or after salah. Rabbirhamhuma kama rabbayani sahira. And if parents have departed the world, then we make dua of maghfira for them. Rabbighfirli wali walidayya wali almu'minina yawma yaqoom al-hisab. There's also a dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught us in Quran. Ya Allah, forgive me, my parents, and all the believers on the Day of Judgment. So, these are the dua that are must in a life of a believer. They're alive, make dua of rahmah for them. They have left the world, make dua of maghfirah for them. So he used to say, Rahimakillahu kama rabbaytini sabira. In response, she used to make dua for him. Rahimakallahu kama barartani kabira. May Allah have mercy on you, just as you have been so dutiful to me in my old age. Beautiful teachings that we are seeing over here, things that are missing in our lives. We don't make dua for our parents, and if we do, they don't know we are making dua for them. And if parents are making dua for their children, children don't know that my parents are making dua for me. Do they? Sometimes you may even question, do they ever pray for me? So we need to let them know, I made dua for you. Son, my daughter, I made dua for you. I have been praying for you. And we see Abu Hurairah he is making dua loud in front of his mother. He goes to his mother, he makes dua for her, she hears him, and in return she makes dua for him also. How much rahmah and mercy they both must be receiving when a father, when the mother and a son having that relation of love and respect. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves us to love others. And especially when it comes to our parents, He loves to see us loving them. Imagine how much Allah must love us if He wants us to love and respect our parents because we were born in that home. How much He must love a human being who loves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And just like when our parents see children loving each other, they get so happy. You know, my children, they don't fight. They love each other. They always take care of each other. If this is how much parents would be happy about their children loving each other, how much Allah must be happy with us loving our brothers and sisters. And I'm not just referring to blood relation of brothers and sisters. Is the brothers and sisters that Allah says they are your brothers and sisters. All believers are brothers and sisters. People who love their brothers and sisters that Allah told us that they are our brothers and sisters. These are the people that are loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the time when a person starts breaking off from his brothers and sisters, he's breaking his connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Parents don't like the child who always keeps on arguing in the house. And he always keeps on fighting his brothers and sisters. Parents don't like that child. 
And if parents don't like it, Allah would not like it at all for a person to be in that situation where he is always breaking a fight between people. Then the hadith says, ثُمَّ إِذَا أَرَادَ أَن يَدْخُلَ صَنَعَ مِسْلَهُ This is when Abu Huraira used to leave home. He used to go to his mother and make dua for her. When he would return and he's coming back his home, he's not going home secretly. I don't want her to find out. You know, she may call me and she may tell me, you know, I need this, I need this, and I'm not in a position of doing anything for her. Secretly, just open the door and go into your house. No. He used to go to her, say salam to her first, make dua for her, get her blessings, get her dua, and then he would go to his home. Another hadith Imam Bukhari rahimahullah has narrated on the authority of Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As radiyallahu anhu who says, جَاءَ رَجُلٌ إِنَ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ يُبَايِعُهُ عَلَى الْهِجْرَةِ A man came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from out of town to do bay'ah on the hijrah. These two words we need to understand here. One is doing bay'ah. The other is hijrah. Let's understand the hijrah first so we can understand the importance of bay'ah for hijrah. When Rasulullah immigrated to Medina Munawwara, the people of Medina accepted Islam, majority of them, they accepted Islam, not talking about the Jewish tribe, but the Arabs that were there. Now, Rasulullah wanted to have more people come into the fold of Islam. So of course the message of Islam had to spread out of Medina. So every person that would come to Medina Munawwara and would come especially with the intention of settling in Medina Munawwara, it was a big asset for Islam in those days. So when you have only 300 people and right now you think this is a great number that we have, we have 300 people, now increasing this number is not that easy because we got all the people of our town they have joined us with the exception of those munafiqeen and others who are not even ready to join so now to have outsiders who would be willing to come and join you it was a big support and something that was really needed in those days Especially when you are constantly under attack from every group that is outside of Medina. Quraysh are constantly planning, plotting against Muslims. And they always are looking for opportunities to come and attack Muslims in Medina Munawwara. So having these people come and settle in Medina Munawwara, it was a big support. So this man comes and he says, I'm ready to do bay'ah on the hijrah. So he's ready to do the hijrah. Which means immigrate to Medina Munawwara. I'm leaving my town, leaving my family, leaving everything. Ya Rasulullah, I'll come here and I will be at your disposal. Tell me whatever needs to be done, I will settle in Medina Munawwara. So I'm accepting Islam, I'm going to stay with you all the time. And for that, to strengthen the commitment, Rasulullah wasallam used to take bay'ah from them. So there is bay'ah on Islam. A person comes into Islam, they used to take bay'ah on Islam on the hands of Rasulullah which means now I will be firmly following and abiding by the rules of Islam, I will not turn away from them. Then 
people used to take bay'ah on hijrah. That okay, I'm taking bay'ah which means I'm affirming that I will stay in Medina. I will not go back and run away from Medina and go back to my hometown again because of any difficulty or any situation that I would face over here. Then they used to do bay'ah on a'malu saliha, on doing the good deeds. So that will be, the purpose of that was to strengthen themselves on staying strong on those good, good deeds. So we see sometimes Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa used to take bay'ah for being very consistent on doing the prayers on time, paying the zakah, helping and supporting others, not asking people for anything, these type of good deeds. So there are a lot of hadith that talk about these different types of bay'ah that Sahaba Ridwanullahi used to take on the hands of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa In fact, there are two ayat of the Qur'an that also refer directly to that type of bay'ah. One was the bay'ah on jihad, which is in Surah Al-Fatih. And end of Surah Al-Mumtahina was bay'ah on doing the good deeds, yeah, from, especially from women. يَا يُهَا النَّبِيُّ إِذَا جَاءَكَ الْمُؤْمِنَاتُ يُبَايِعْنَكَ عَلَىٰ أَلَّا يُشْرِكْنَ بِاللَّهِ شَيْئًا وَلَا يَسْرِقْنَ وَلَا يَزْنِينَ وَلَا يَقْتُلْنَ وَلَادَهُنْ وَلَا يَأْتِينَ بِبُهْتَانٍ يَفْتَرِينَهُ بَيْنَ أَيْدِهِنَّ وَأَرْجُلِهِنْ وَلَا يَعْصِينَكَ فِي مَعْرُوفٍ فَبَايِعْهُنَّ وَاسْتَغْفِرْ لَهُنَّ اللَّهِ So this is bay'ah. They used to take bay'ah on the hands of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for different things. So this man now comes Medina Munawara and he is ready to leave everything and just settle in Medina Munawara which means will be a good support for Islam and for Muslims in Medina Munawara and willing to uh, stay here, learn Islam and devote himself for the service of deen. Before taking the bay'ah, he wants Rasulullah to know that I'm really strong in my commitment and when I came, even my parents were not very happy about it. They were crying because they were missing me and they needed me. They needed my help. So I left them crying, but I still came. When he mentioned this to Rasulullah, look at the situation here, how strong this person is now in his commitment. That I even left my parents crying, but I still have my commitment to my deen, to you or my as a prophet of Allah, and I'm really ready to commit myself to you and just stay with you. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to this man, Irja' ilayhima, go back to your parents. Wa kama abkaytahuma, go make them laugh the way you made them cry. If we can understand what this man was about to do, how much Islam needs this man at this time. This is the time when every man is very important. And Rasulullah is sending him back. Why is he sending him back? He says there is something very important that I teach my followers. I can't let you go against my teachings in order for you to come over here. My teaching is you be respectful, dutiful to your parents and take care of your parents. You left them crying. No, I can't accept that. Go back and be with them. Serve them so much that they, you, see them, you see the smile on their face. In another narration, 
There is a narration that tells us that this man came from Yemen. Now imagine in those days, even nowadays, if you travel between Makkah and Medina, you know, after arriving to maybe Medina from Makkah or Makkah to Medina, you say, okay, it was five hours journey, I'm tired, I need to relax, I need to take a little break. This man traveled in those days on camels from Yemen all the way to Medina Munawwara. And Rasulullah sends him back. He says, no, go back. Go back and spend your time with your parents. If only our people can understand the value of parents in the light of these hadiths. And understand how much importance Islam is giving to our parents and to respect our parents, to be dutiful to our parents, to make sure we take care of our parents, to make sure that we bring happiness to our parents. It will be just totally different situations in our families, in our lives, if we understand these importance of these hadiths. The next hadith Imam Bukhari rahimahullah narrated is the same as the previous hadith about Abu Huraira And the reason I'm just mentioning this is because Imam Bukhari rahimahullah as we know, he's a muhaddis. The previous narration he narrated is with a weak narration. And this one is with a strong narration. And he repeated the same exact same hadith. Again, the reason is he wants to educate us that when you see a hadith with a weak narration, don't just reject that hadith saying it's weak. There could be another one with a strong narration that you don't know about. So don't just be very judgmental and don't rush in rejecting the hadith. So he brought that weak hadith, then he brought more hadith in between, then he brought the next one, giving us a little time to say, no, no, you see Imam Bukhari is bringing a weak hadith here. This is what a lot of time people would do. You know, you narrated a weak hadith. But then after mentioning one hadith in between Imam Bukhari narrates this exact same hadith with another chain of narrator to tell us, don't haste, don't rush. This hadith is authentic because it's been narrated by another narration also. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqi Sayyidina wa habibina wa nabiyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Ameen ya Rabbil